Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 124 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Now on my episodes with guests, we kind of have a general direction of where the conversation's going. I kind of know what we're going to talk about, and I thought I did when I was entering this conversation with Samantha. This conversation is a perfect example to what can happen if you just kind of open yourself up and trust the process. This is such an interesting conversation. We had all these health and fitness and gut health conversations planned, but I think this conversation was so much better and so much more interesting. This is such a wild episode and such a great conversation, and I love where it went. So let's get into it. Sam, what is going on? Hey, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm okay. Where, where in the world are you? I'm in St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, damn. Is it hot out there? It's actually like really, really nice out the past two nice. days. It was, but it, it's been like 104, 106. Mm. But I love the heat. So that's on my jam. Yeah, I, I definitely like the heat too. And I feel like I don't know. I I feel like I've been getting ripped off this summer. It hasn't been as hot as like I'm in Vancouver, Canada right now. And it's like usually it gets pretty hot up here. Not like a hundred, but like close. We have like heat waves, but like it freaking rained. Like it's been pretty rainy. Is it humid? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it's like hot yoga outside usually. Yeah. Before. Yeah, totally. It's really fun. Like you're just sweating. It's like Miami, like South Beach. Just <laughs> you walk out of the house and your like elbows are sweating. You're like, how did oh, this I, happen? I'll go on like dates with people and I'll be like, you can, I can just feel it like down the oh. back, eyes like dripping. And I'm just like, I should no. just not even do this during the summer. <laughs> I'm, I'm the one who's like, I'm going to bring my dog and I'm going to like, I don't even care about the date. Like I'm literally trying to like 
buy time to take my dog out so I create a coffee date out of it oh my god you're like that's the ultimate maximizing time I love it right that's amazing. Um, Sam, I definitely want to talk about like what you do and get into nutrition and uh, hormones and gut health and all that good stuff. I have so many questions. Um, but I would love to hear your BS story. So your before sobriety story, what did it look like? Give us a behind the scenes and how, what is your relationship with alcohol now? All right. Well, drugs are a massive part of my story, Mm -hmm. Uh, but in a nutshell, I don't have a nutshell version of it, actually. I don't want the nutshell. Give it to me. I was like, I don't really have a little squirrel version. (laughs) So, you know, I drank for the first time. I was in seventh grade. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't believe that I stopped after. Like, you know what I mean? It was like that classic story where you started and you just, but I didn't have that like, oh my God, like my life is great. I'm an extrovert. I'm more of an extrovert sober probably than I am when I'm using. Interesting. It didn't help me get out of my shell and be like the crazy person. Um, I mean, I definitely had a lot of more sexual interactions, I would say, (laughs) but as far as friendships and things like that like it was just I I became a little bit more isolated Mm. uh I didn't like to feel out of control I didn't I was a blackout drinker from the get-go okay um I got I had a lot of like key moments where I should have like figured it out very early in life but I didn't sure uh eighth grade I got arrested for smoking pot on a school field trip um for our graduation got in trouble didn't Whoops. really learn a lesson from that. Then my parents sent me away to this like boot camp boarding school, I think in like freshman year, because I was so out of control. Of high school, I got some girl got a bottle of vodka shipped in there. I no. I just know I was like on a flight home at 5 a.m., right? So like it just kept going. And then Then I, you know, I was always into sports. I was a really good athlete. I was a synchronized swimmer, did really well in that. (laughs) I like, yeah, Yeah. I I was a a, a swimmer, a rower. I, um, what else did I do? I, I was a, I was a national champion in our varsity boat for rowing. Okay. Uh, And then I went to university of Michigan And I drank a lot there. I mean, I partied all through high school for sure, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't to me. I look back and I don't feel like it was anything like too, any more than what everybody else was doing to some degree. Um, But I was, I definitely had consequences. I then went to University of Michigan where I drank, but like I didn't do drugs, anything like that. I drank like the normal person, but I was always a blackout drinker. So I don't Mm -hmm. remember really what I did I remember there were definitely moments where I woke up with like crazy stuff on my face and then I I stopped everything um I had a really bad breakup and I was really depressed and things were not going well and that's where I got back into sports I started teaching spinning I kind of went back on my health journey I've always been into health I've always started tried to find like alternative holistic routes I think of health Mm -hmm. um but then uh, I ended up going junior year to visit a friend in California. 
And this is where like shit got kind of real for me. Okay. And I got introduced to the the gay scene and it's nothing against the gay boys at all. Yeah. It's just, there's definitely a lifestyle there. That's nothing I had ever experienced. And I, that's my <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. They, they love their drugs and their drugs worked for me. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't alcohol. And GHB was my best friend. Um, okay. It's all the great things of alcohol without the bad things. Okay. And then eventually I got introduced to meth, which was all the great things of cocaine without the bad things of cocaine for me. Okay. When I did meth, I was 100% self-medicating for my ADD and ADHD. Uh, it took okay. me down to a level of normalcy that I thought, like, I didn't even know was something that I could achieve. Like, I, I was able to write oh, wow. tests. I was focused. I My brain was not, like, wiring 100,000 different directions, yeah. which is, I think, part of maybe why I, I used for sure, which caused also caught, in turn caused anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I had been diagnosed with all things and prescribed all the medications, but I never, I mean, I never took a pharmaceutical, which is the weird part about all of this. Like I never, how come? No, I was around it growing up. Maybe it's yeah. a thing where you can have, like if I had had sugar and drugs and all the things around me, maybe I would have never done it, but I just, hmm. my dad was a doctor and like there, I mean, it was around he was an orthopedic surgeon. I don't know. I felt like it was around, but I okay. never talked. Um, which is funny because now I do like functional medicine where it's like exactly that, where you just don't take medicine. I right. Mean, my- <laughs> but so, so it was the meth, the GHB, the ketamine, the ecstasy. Um, yeah. Until I, I was helping launch vodka, a vodka in when I was at Michigan. I still yeah. wasn't drinking. And, the, and I was going to help work for that company in LA um, with the distributor. Yeah. And, launch it but that job fell through and that's when I decided to become a DJ so I bought some turntables and I decided that I was going to be a famous DJ in LA like I was like I was like there's actually no women doing this this is perfect yeah Um, I I have like the business mind like I'm always like it doesn't stop like all these ideas about business yeah it's exhausting and I bought these turntables and I made it I made it like happen like I did really well um, I was DJing all over LA and California. Um, I had a gig in Hong Kong. Um, I did some, I was doing well in that area. Um, but I was also using more and I started selling drugs and then mm-hmm. that sort of just grew. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my mindset was, well, I'm going to get busted if I continue with these little teeny bags of shit mm-hmm. and people come like a hundred people coming to my apartment and the paranoia and like all the stuff started happening. So right. I was like, well, wise thing to do is to just sell large quantities a couple times a month. Right. <laughs> and be like a Sam's club. So that's, that was the my Costco of drugs. Yeah. Right. 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 This is like your thinking is so off. I mean, I shouldn't okay. even be selling drugs. <laughs> well, yeah, yes. <laughs> right. But I had to pay for my habit to make it okay. I didn't right. want to like, I can't use work money. I can't get money from my parents. I mean, I cut myself off from my family, like very, as fast as I could. I mean, they, they've they okay. helped me a lot in my life, but like, I'm not one who was like, oh, I need help with rent. I need this. Like, I, I really yeah. like 
I was doing stuff. I knew what I was doing was wrong enough that I needed to get away from anything associated with them as fast as I could. Okay. And uh, so that's what I did. And I was selling a lot of drugs. And two weeks before I got busted, yeah. I quit selling drugs. I I was like, I you know, I'm done with this. This is insane. I went to University of Michigan. Like, I can't live this life anymore. I was in a severely abusive relationship on and off. Like, I couldn't get this guy out of my life. Like, yeah. if you meet me now, you would never think in my right mind I would ever be in a relationship where someone was, like, abusive and, like, would steal my dog and tie my dog up. Like, just crazy. It's crazy. Oh you know, like, when you're in it, shit's crazy. You're, it's different. It's different, though. When you're in an abusive relationship, it's so easy it. for us to be like, oh, well, why don't you just leave? You're scared. It's I mean, so when I would try to different. Would scream out my window, I was a drug dealer, right? Mm-hmm. He, was cra- he was nuts. And, uh... I mean, I was just, I just knew, you know, I was just knew like eventually I'd be sick and tired of being sick and tired and right. let's just hope I don't fucking die is right. where I was at. Um, I had a, a friend of mine over, I remember a couple weeks before I quit selling drugs and he was like going around the floor, like looking for meth. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, I'm a drug addict. And I'm like, mm. it's like, you know, and, and even then I was like, well, I'm, I didn't even like associate myself as a drug addict. And this, I was like deep into it. Right. And I'm like, what? Like drug addicts live out of cars and like yeah. you're living on skid row. Like, what no, like, you know. And sure enough, then I quit selling drugs and then I had a full SWAT raid at my house. Oh um, my What? I know. I know. So bad. I I'm I'm like a humor girl. It's not funny, but it's kind of funny now. Well now. I yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't change anything. And my ex-boyfriend, that guy, so my dealer got busted and he, the when they raided his house, they left um, eight gallons of GHB at the house Okay, and they didn't take it, which right there is just weird. But my mm-hmm. ex was still like very active in his addiction, very, very sick. It was very sloppy, mm-hmm. brought it to my apartment and hid it there. So <laughs> that got tracked to my home and right. I was leaving my house and I had a full, like full, you would have thought the president was being attacked in my apartment, at least in my opinion. Whoa. Guns everywhere, full SWAT raid, everything, searched my apartment. Um, I mean, talk about humility. They they sit you out on your front porch. They've had like a hoodie over my head, like all gangstered out. Like I was like, like oh my gosh, it's like a like movie. My neighbors kind of know me. Um, and yeah. I sat out there for four hours while they went through my house. And I I got checked in at L.A. County or Beverly Hills. I went okay. to Beverly Hills for a night. Yeah, and five hundred thousand dollar bail, Oof. which is which is insane. Now that I watch, right? You watch the news now, and there's child molesters that are getting like ten thousand. I'm like, yeah, that's insane. And I don't even know why. I don't. I think it was scare tactic. I I really couldn't tell you. I got out the next day. They wanted okay. to know where someone was and wanted me to snitch. And my guy had been busted. Okay. So I just got like, I don't think I would have snitched anyone out, but I didn't even have to like think Do about anything. it. Yeah. I was like, you got my guy. And they're like, well, we need to find this person. I'm like, well, I don't know who that person is. So the next day I got out, okay, get home. And on my front porch 
our two guys and I'm like, oh, you're back. Great. And I was like, what's up? And they're like, what are you talking about? So it was the Missouri Post Federal Postal Investigators. And they're like, well, we just heard there was some activity at your house. I'm like, you're you're from Missouri. You're from the what? Feds. And it just, yeah. And so I'm like, oh, fuck. So they sat me down. They told me my best friend who I used to ship drugs to St. to Missouri like yeah. a long time ago. Um, had gotten busted and told them everything, and like she snitched me out. They know it all, and they were basically telling me it was all lies. Come to find right. out, I know. Yeah. But you know, I was like, I I don't know. I just felt like okay. Uh, I remember a phone call with her, and it was really really sketchy. And mm-hmm. her like my higher power was on my side. I guess at that point a little bit where like I was intuitive enough to know like something's not right okay and um I didn't answer any of her questions but I was also mumbling so bad so when I was on drugs I mumbled like I couldn't understand a, a word that I said and I right. think it's because I did not sleep because I right. I get like that when I don't sleep now <laughs> okay I don't know so at that point um you know, I just stopped talking to her. So that all happened. Okay. And I just sort of like lived in this fear and I was still using, but not, I was cutting back. I remember like, I was like just doing a little bit of math and I'd try to have a glass of wine, which was just right. weird, you know, and my good friend went to re- I don't know, like my good Trying friend class went- it up with a glass of wine. I, know, I don't know. I need some yeah. Glass of wine. Yeah. But, Wicked and- combination. <laughs> And it wasn't even like the good wine. Like it's just yeah. like the cheapest shit. I, I didn't know anything about wine. Right. Um, you know, I drink liquor. Like that's my thing. Okay. And uh you know, I I, I was I was looking at prison time, okay. potentially a federal case. Whoa. My, a friend of mine went to rehab. I had visited him and he's like, You really should go. Okay. Like, you know, and that's where it sort of like it's like the seed was like dropped into my head. I was like, okay, yeah, I don't know what this is about. Like I've seen it on TV. Like I don't sure. I don't know. You know? So I called my parents. I asked my dog and I said, do you think I should go to rehab? And my dog came over and put her head on my lap. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay. All my parents told them I needed treatment. I told them I have like something's going on. Like I want to go to rehab, but I'm mm-hmm. only going to go to one that has a pool. And I'm only going for 28 days. What? Why 28 days? Because I'm a fucking control freak and I'm an addict. Okay. What are the, right what's the two more days going to do? Right? I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? No, I had it's to negotiate. Wild. I had yeah. to have it my way. Right. Right. So, I mean, I ended up going and it was, it was fine. Well, I ended up telling him about a rehab that was like in Malibu. That was like, no, like there's no AA program. You're not going. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. So they found one with a pool cornerstone in Orange County. Okay. That had a pool that I never even got in. Great. And it changed my life. I walked in and never, never looked back. Like I was just so done. Um, wow. It was amazing uh, experience. It was like that pink cloud. I had that pink cloud for probably nine years. Whoa. Uh, oh, yeah. I I went to prison with the pink cloud. Um, I did okay. 27 months federal time. Whoa. I had LA time. I 
God, I, I was just so grateful not to be where I was. I mean, yeah. I can't even tell you. Like, my life was... I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally, and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. Just awful. I remember seeing the guy that I was dating at court yeah. After I got sober, I was like, what? Like, yeah, like who like, would do this? It was, it's crazy. It just, yeah. was, it was so easy to just be like, I don't have nothing. I don't want anything to do with you. I was so afraid of him before. It's crazy. It was crazy. Right. And wow. Yeah. But hold on. It, I have a question. Okay. 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 Like, so I'm hearing like these contingencies for going to rehab, must have pool, only going for 28 days. And then we jumped to like nine years of a pink cloud. Like how, how did that even happen? Dude, it's like, like I, it's like I stopped using meth and like yeah. life. I was like laughing again. It was like, yeah. life was just so good. It was so good. I, I don't even, it was so good to be sober. I don't even know how to describe it. Yeah. I felt like I was like human again. Yeah, I was so far removed from reality, like, and I really thought I like had it going on. Like, I really thought I was doing okay. Yeah, uh, my moral compass was still like deep in there somewhere, and that's probably my saving grace. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just I was so grateful. I was so grateful. I I just wow. Was, I don't even know. I just went rode that wave and I did. I, I knew my best decision was my worst. I had yep. enough consequences to scare me straight. I mean, I had plenty. I probably mm-hmm. didn't even need the prison stuff. Yeah. But, you know, how was prison? Extra, Holy shit. Throw the extra kicker in there to really teach me. So I was yeah. good, but it, it doesn't end. Okay. So I had 13 years sober. Okay. And um, everybody has their own path. Yeah, honestly. So my husband had 24 years or something like that. Okay. Um, trying to get pregnant, like lay the scene. Um, you know, he got sober at 16. So if I got how old, were, how old were you when all this was going on? I was 26 when I went okay. to rehab. Okay. I'm 42 now. Okay. Gotcha. I feel like I'm 80 some days though. No, <laughs> absolutely not. I mean, we've all like, we've lived big lives. Right. In a very short amount of time. Yeah. I just feel like we have, I have a lot of longevity in my, my family. So like mm-hmm. my grandma was like, probably like she was 102. So oh. I think at least I've hopefully knocked off like 20 years. And I can just die at like 87 or something. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable. 
that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com ASGG today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash ASGG. Wherever it lands me, I'm good. But now I have a kid, so I guess it's a little different. Yeah. So he had a lot of sobriety, but he got sober really early. Okay. And some, and I regret ever saying it, but like he was such a, it was so difficult. I don't know. Okay. But I remember being like, man, you should just smoke some weed. Like he didn't sleep. Like okay. I would be like, and I was kind of like, he got sober at sixteen. Like maybe. And he said he, he did not have a story like mine. Like he. Yeah. So anyway, he started drinking and using pot when I was pregnant. Before okay. that, I was trying to get pregnant and I had a really hard time getting pregnant. And I think that that obsessive compulsive added behavior started to begin again, trying to get pregnant, like the okay. infertility, infertility treatment, like all that was like, you have no control of your body. Like, it's like, you become like, we have those minds that like, it just, it was like, my ism just started again, I think. And I stopped okay. going to meetings. Yeah. Um, and I, I swear, I think I was probably counting the days in the back of my mind, not even realizing it, like when I was pregnant to when I wasn't pregnant and I could have a drink with him. Wow. Um, okay. And then my child was born and you might as well have pulled the rug out from under me. I was not ready mm. for that at all. I'm, I'm not like a mama bear. Like this is not my thing. My pregnancy okay. sucked. I thought it was going to be great. And I was yeah. be like a cute girl walking around. I was miserable. <laughs> I was I was swollen. I was sick. I was like, if yeah. you want birth control, I can tell you about being pregnant. Okay. <laughs> and, um, you know, I wasn't working. I I love to work. It's yeah. literally if war if I'm th- I have my recovery, I need to be thriving at work, and everything is good. I mean, I love my kid, but I I'm real good when I'm having that like little process. Yeah. Um, postpartum. Um, you know. Uh, my husband cheated on me at seven months. My kid was seven months. I mean, it was a lot mm. for me. And I wasn't trying not to drink. And I was like, well, mm. I've never really drank. So, you know, I'll be yeah. all right. Right. So I started drinking. Okay. And it was for a while until it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like was like on and off. I, I was at one point when told my husband, like, if, if this is going to work and we're going to like try this, we need to be sober. Yeah. And you know, and he wouldn't do it. And I stayed sober mm. for a while. And um, I mean, I had, a, I had a really hard time when my kid went to my, his dad 50% of the time. There's a lot of separation anxiety, a lot of mm. issues with that um, was happening. A lot of things from our marriage, a lot of things from my past relationships. So I just didn't want to feel anything, you know, the deal. Yeah, of course. I, I literally, I didn't even care about drinking. I didn't want to drink. I knew it was wrong, but I didn't 
want to deal with life. And so Mm -hmm. my goal was to do exactly what I did. And that would be like black the fuck out. Um, I, I could drink a bottle of gin, like no other, I would not stop. I used to not be able to relate to the people in the meetings because I a lot here it's like mostly AA. I yeah. couldn't relate to the people in the meetings. They're start like you'd leave your kid doing what? You'd drive drunk, you'd be drinking, picking up from daycare, like right. you know what I mean? And I was suddenly doing all those things. And I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> this is a disease. This is some serious shit. This is not good. And then COVID. Yeah. It was just very isolating. Um, I, it, my home was like my worst place. And yeah, so I relapsed like hard mm. and it was so hard to get sober. And I finally got it. Um, yeah. I mean, I was going to two meetings a day. I was chairing meetings. I was doing everything. Yeah. And then eventually um, I, I knew I had to lose something. Like, as you can see in my story, I got to have some serious consequences. So I was waiting and hoping it wasn't my kid. And mm-hmm. I, I lost a guy that I had really, I think I, I, I fell in love with him. Uh, he mm-hmm. taught me to love again, I think for the, for the first time in a very long time. And I had a really, yeah. really close friend that I lost. And I think the combination of the two yeah, and, and just having a really good sponsor, I was like, I'm done. And like, I could mm-hmm. click with my higher power. I had a bat mitzvah. Or, I don't know. I just got it. And oh, you had a bat mitzvah? Yeah, right. I did. I had about fun. I know as an adult, it's so weird. That's cool. I love doing that. I think it's really cool, like to find, you know, we're finding pieces of ourselves, right? Or we're we're discovering like pieces of ourselves, and that includes like, you know, religion. That includes like church. That includes faith. That can include spirituality. It includes everything. Yeah. 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 You know, I've always wanted to have one and I grew up with no religion. Yeah. And here's the deal. My son is the prodigy of two addicts. And I struggled a little bit with the God thing and the higher power. I think I, I don't think I really got the higher power thing the first time. Sure. I just, I just got it. I just got lucky. I got 13 years of lucky. Okay. And, and was super happy with where I was at. I mean, I, I, I prayed, but like, it wasn't how it is now. Yeah. Um, when I was in prison though, dude, the shit that religion did for people was unbelievable. Like really? I've never seen, like it, it gives me chills every time I think about it. I've never what? seen the power of something be so great in my life. I went to sweat lodges with the native Americans. I was like, okay, lost dog. I went to sweat lodges with the native Americans. I would go with the Wiccans. I, there was one Jewish woman. I would do Jewish shit with her. I would go to church with my cellmate. My, I mean, it's like, I didn't have a kid. I was 26. Yeah. Uh, and what I'm you're just, in prison. What else do you have to do? I was at federal prison camp with no yeah. I learned how to drive a bunch of cool machines. Like I can thrive where I can live anywhere. Like, yeah, I feel like I was thriving in there. Like I was, I was making the best of it, but I, I didn't have a kid. So right. that's a game changer. My cellmate. Um, to put in perspective, the religious part, religion okay. part. So her, her son was literally being like raised by like hell's angels. Like he was like three. And that's like a biker gang. That's like no joke. Yeah. I mean, she had zero control over what was going on with her child who was three. So if you have a kid like that puts it like that says something right there. Her mom was dying and you're either allowed to go see, get a visit to go see them before they die or go to the funeral. She was not allowed to do either. 
I mean, it just was like, and shit just got worse for her. Mm. And she read that fucking Bible and went to fucking church. And it, it like, it was like, I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't know how that's helping you, but it's helping. Like it was the power. Wow. Of yeah. Same. Like, I'm not a Bible thumper or anything, but like, I do think some sort of foundation as a child, doesn't matter what it is. You can choose whatever the hell you want to do when you're older. I do not care. But even if it's like totally just some spiritual light, having something when you are young to be able to understand that you have the ability to pray to something outside yourself to help you get something hard, maybe. Yeah. Well, that it's not all on you. Like there's something greater. I I don't know about you, but I believe there is something greater, whether it be like an energy, uh, a man in the sky, like whatever you want to picture it as, but like, it's not just us. And there's, there's stuff that is very much out of our control. Uh, Most of it is out of our control. Let's be honest. But like, yeah. And and it also allows spaces for like miracles to happen or like just open up possibilities for things to happen because we can get very close-minded. We can, and if we don't see it, how can we believe it? If we can't believe it, how can it be done? You know, it's, it, it broadens your mind and broadens your perspective. Oh yeah. And like, if you start to like pay attention to like, so I had a lot of like weird, um, like, intuitive stuff as a child and very mm. like like the universe would tell me like there, it sounds so fun. I hate when people talk mm. like this no it's not but like the universe would like present things to me that would be like really like off the, like you'd be like how is this even happening and it mm. is it is like non-stop in my life now like to, oh. the, to the point where it can be like overwhelming at times like I, so here's an example. I was okay. at, I had my bat mitzvah. Okay. I spoke of the woman, the one Jewish woman who was at, I talked about the, why I'm doing the bat mitzvah, the religion, blah, blah, blah. I yeah. talked about the Jewish woman. And that next weekend I was out in Miami at a biohacking conference okay. and I looked over and she's fucking standing there. What? And I'm like, what the? And like, how long had it been since you even seen her, talked to her? I literally just spoke about her at my bodice. Whoa, that's cool. parents belong to that temple. When you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. 
Start the new year fresh with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. What? I mean, just weird shit. Like, like shit like yeah. that happens. It doesn't just happen. Like, yeah. that's something that's like, I don't know what it means, but, yeah. you know, I'm like, I'm, I've never been into age old numbers. And like, I was like going, I was like praying for a sign for something. Right. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I was like 11, 11 on the clock. And then it was one, one, one. And then I was starting to get all the angel numbers. And literally like, since that happened, like I, I, I get them like not mine are like 11, 11, 1, 1, 1, but like some days I'll get one, 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 two, 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 three, two, three. And like, yeah. it's funny. I text them all my friends or like, I'll be on the phone and they're like, you really aren't trying to see those. Like, it's like, it's just like, I'll literally like look down and be like, holy shit, three, three, three. Yeah. It's nuts. Like there's some weird shit. Like I am telling you, I could go on about all the, like, I, I love had, that. I think I it's had so two cool. dreams about a woman who was my lived in the apartment building where I got raided. She, and she, yeah. um, I had two dreams that she wasn't doing well. I literally texted her yesterday and she was like, I'm in chemo treatment. I was like, yeah, it's weird. Whoa. You're going to get the angel. I'm so you can like, you can tap Sorry. into like energies. I don't know. I swear. Yeah. I think that's part of why I probably was using drugs because I think it was overwhelming as a child. Yeah. And especially as a kid, because you don't know how to filter them yet. Like you're just so open and susceptible to all these energies. So it's like, it sounds crazy. Like I'm pretty like, like I'm like, eh. but like, I mean, everyone can be a bit skeptic, but like, there's just some stuff you can't deny. You just no. can't. I pray for answers for things. Like I prayed, I thought I was going to relapse when my dog died. Yeah. I put a five-year-old dog down and I prayed, like I came home was like, I'm going to, this is it. This is what's, I was like, I've been through all this shit. And this is the one that's going to get me. This yeah. Dog. Yeah. And a cardinal flew into my house 20 minutes after I put the dog down. And if you Google what? it, it's a spirit of a dead loved one is watching over you. It's so fun. <laughs> That's why I, I love on this that. Guy, that guy broke my heart. And I was like, yeah. he didn't break my heart. I just, I, he didn't do anything, but um, I was praying on that. And it's funny. My sponsor's like, careful. Sometimes you got to pray and duck because I literally was praying on it. And I opened a dating app for the first time in like two and a half years. And he was the second person who came up. No. <laughs> like, well, I guess I got my answer. Oh my gosh. How funny is that? But that's the the blessings of sobriety. If when I was fucked up, I was so like, you couldn't even, I was so far from being in tune with anything. Yeah. You were so far from being yourself. Oh yeah. It's awful. Yeah. I want to go back. It was so hard to get sober. That was some crazy shit, but do you think it was harder the the kind of like the second time around or the third or? Well, you're so you're using with the program in your head or the what you know. Well, about. all the stuff you know. 
Yeah. So that's sort of eating at you, but like, I don't, yeah. it was the physical part. Like I couldn't, mm. and I, I didn't think that I was having DTs, but I think like the cravings that would start at the same time every day was me. Like I would be detoxing and I would like my body be like, you need to, you need to go now. Right. I guess. I don't know. It was, mm. I knew I could rationalize all of it in my head. Right. I knew what was wrong. Right. I knew what I needed to do. I was like, mm. I had post-its everywhere. I had all the shit. Right. Right. But there's must be some little piece of me that was just still holding on to it. Like there was no accountability too. I was just alone in my house. Like so, like right. Yeah, yeah. that's um, the worst. Yeah, and in the end, yeah. I wasn't being totally honest, which is like I'm a really honest person, like to yeah. a fault. And uh, it all just started just eating at me, and I couldn't get it. I just couldn't mm-hmm. get it. It was so it was so fucking hard. Yeah. It was, it was, I don't even know. I would, I would pace back and forth from my car and just like, don't go, don't go, don't go, don't go, don't do it. Don't do it. I call people and then I'd be like, well, I called someone. I'm going to go to the gas. It, like I just couldn't. <laughs> so. But I, you yeah. did it. I did. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. And I know now, like if I, I've had nine lives. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, uh, yeah, I don't think I have any more left in me. And my kid knows me. He's never going to know me. Fucked yeah. up and I, see like how much better of a mom how much more rewarding it is like oh Oof. like maybe, I'm, maybe i am maternal i'm just was like in another world yeah everything's better i mean yeah i mean it's hard like when you said like you're not a mama bear like i get i get that because it's like it's really hard and terrifying to love someone <laughs> like especially your kid because it's like Oh, it's overwhelming. Yeah. Like to love someone like that much. And you're just like, oh my God, like this is like overwhelming me. And like, what happens if like something happens to this love? Oh God, I went through that whole thing. Right? Oh, I was like, I can see if he's breathing. And I'm like, I was Mm -hmm. like, and and then, well, so he was going to his dad and his dad was actively doing his thing. And, Mm. you, you know, the first time he ever slept away from me he stayed at an airbnb after my ex had left um he got an airbnb he stayed there first night he was there this is a baby he got a sitter for like six hours went off and played hockey the sitter had no emergency contact no nothing my kid had never met him met the sitter like nothing so that was my first Mm. night away from my child and then Mm. i had doing it and then it went to 50 50 and it was like I mean, I got very, very blessed that COVID hit yeah. in the middle of my first transition of the 50-50 because at least I knew he wasn't going out and doing anything, but then he still really was. Like I would find out, I'd call my kid and he'd pick up the phone and he'd be like, I don't know where daddy is. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So like, I just, I think I've been in so many, I've had my heart and I can't blame anyone. I think I put my heart out there. It's just what I do. I, right. I have many chapters of love is what I say. So yeah. I part of it is like, I just... I like sort of reached my limit. Like I, mm. I like couldn't do it anymore. Like I, and it was my son, unfortunately, like he's paying the price for all the damage of like all the pain. And I just couldn't like get him, get it back. But I know like today, like it's slowly getting back and like being with that last guy, like yeah, that, I mean, I think I like, I really loved him. Like whether he and I were so far from being, I'm such a different person now than I was then. Yeah. But like, 
whatever it was, it, he was put into my life for a reason. Yeah. Um, he had seven years sober. I mean, he was put there for a reason. And I know that I learned to love and I also learned to like go through some serious pain sober. Mm. So, you know. Well, shout out to the ones that teach us love and a little bit of pain too. <laughs> I know. Right? So, Samantha, I want to uh, touch on what you're doing now. I mean, we kind of like, we, we just had such a great conversation. <laughs> I didn't want to stop it. But tell me what uh, you're doing now with nutrition and um, all that good stuff. All right. So, I'm... Um... But through throughout my life, I was like this the very this is gonna be the nutshell version. I was sick a lot. Um okay. I was sick, like diagnosed with IBS, all these blanket terms, put on medications, taken off medications. Um yeah. I, I honestly probably the best I felt was when I was using drugs. Um okay. I, I wasn't sick with something. Um, yeah. just when I would eat sick, it's like I wasn't like I didn't have a cold where it was very apparent. It was like this very underlying I don't feel good. I'm always tired. I have severe mm. stomach problems. I'm always constipated. Right. Like something wasn't right. Okay. Um, I, I don't know what it was necessarily, but after yeah. I got out of prison, I became a personal trainer. Okay. And I could not get well. Like I had cystic wow. acne. I got in prison. I've never had a zit like in my life. Yeah. Period were all the time. I could not lose weight. I was doing all the right things that they say. Like I was calorie counting. Mm -hmm. I was um, eating super clean. I was working out more and more and more and more. And then eventually eating right. less and less and less. And I was like gaining weight and feeling worse. What? I had diarrhea. So like all that shit, you're in shape magazine. Like you might as well yeah. just throw it out. Because nobody looks at stress, hormones, the gut, um, heavy metal toxicity, mold toxicity. There's so many things that are thrown into daily living that you don't even know that are impacting your health. So like you could be wow. sitting in a house with Febreze air fresheners and that can be a hormone disruptor causing you issues, you know? So I was okay. dominant. Um, I had severe GI problems. Um, turns out I had a ton of parasites, um, a bacteria overgrowth, a lot of stuff in my gut. Um, a ton of food sensitivities. And so, so I got introduced to functional lab testing. So okay, these are specialty labs that will test for all different things going on that you can get like at a GI doctor, you can get your hormones tested, but the, but it's all insurance based. So it's going to be right. The quality is not as good as the labs that I would run. Um, okay. I do double on everything. So I work with a lot of women. I work with men, but mostly women who are basically sick and tired of being sick and tired. They're mm -hmm. running their head against the wall. They're not getting any results. They feel like shit. They aren't sleeping. They have night sweats, hot flashes, anxiety. Um, they crave sugar. They mm. can't lose weight no matter what they do. They're doing all this cardio, which is actually the worst thing you could probably be doing in that situation. Um, mm. and they're, they're doing what, you know, shape magazine and all the things and Google tells you, but like right. there's a root cause. So I basically do like root cause like work. So I figure out what the root cause is. So you okay. may be diagnosed with like irritable bowel syndrome. Well, that means like, that really doesn't mean anything. Right. So what's causing Thanks. your bowels <laughs> to be irritable? Like, right. how about we figure that out? Like yeah. they don't give you medication, a doctor. Right. And so, 
I will do testing to see if you have a parasite or underlying infection in your gut or whatever it is. Mm. And we clear that out and then we heal your gut. And I teach you a lot. Mm. It's a very educational um, journey. I don't do fad diets. It's really healthy. Um, I stay away from all that stuff's going to trigger anything. I work with a lot of people in recovery. So like, I know like we all, a lot of them, a lot of people in recovery have food issues, um, are disordered eating. So I'm very mindful of that. A lot of people have it, shall I say. Um, so I'm very mindful of that. And I really try to make it a very like lifelong educational process where they, you learn a lot about the body and not have to be taking a ton of medications. You learn what supplements are right for you. It's very individual. Yeah. Um, so that's what I do now. Um, I love that. It's good stuff. That is so amazing. And it's so like life changing because obviously we need food to survive, yeah. but like food can also be causing us a lot of pain yes. and looking at these, like, like you said, like reading magazines or like all these like fitness influencers, you know, like, Oh, just, just run harder, just run faster just lift heavier, you know? And then I, I'm, I get it. Like when my clients call, I'm like, yeah, you want to take a bat to their fucking head. I get yeah, it. Yeah. It's hard like because you were born with a really good, like, you know, but yeah, but, but everyone is like not the same. Yeah, yeah. Everyone is not the same. And I think it's, it's important, like you said, to really get down to the root cause of these blanket statements, because like, no one wants to be on medication for the rest of their life to just like suppress these symptoms when really like you, there's people like you out there who are helping educate and people heal themselves. Yeah. Which yeah. is like the whole thing, right? We're healing our minds. We're healing our bodies. We're healing our spirits. Yeah. You got to do it all. I always say it's like a wheel. Like this year yeah. was 2023 was my emotional, mental, emotional. Cause that's the one thing I have not Ooh. done a lot of relapsing again I'm not like so I'm spending a fortune on yeah well I have a fortune on my health but that's another thing it's like people are like well it's too much money well there's a lot of free wellness you can do number one like, sure and like it's the best investment you could ever make like would you rather be yeah. bloated and feel like shit and wear that Gucci bag <laughs> rather wear like a really gnarly disgusting target shirt but look fine as hell you know what I mean but feel and feel better, better. yeah not bloated like buy your target shirt and spend the money on your health right I mean I'm spending a fortune still like I got really sick again and it turns out I have a lot of like mouth issues probably partially from my drug thing so now I, I look more like a meth addict than I did when I was using meth <laughs> I literally I'm literally like pulling teeth out and like working with a biological dent I mean it's costing me a fortune but like your right. health is all you have yeah, and it really is. Like, for listeners, like you took the step to, so if you can get sober, then yeah. you should tackle the next steps because it's important. Yeah, sure. Totally. Oh my God. Health is like, health is wealth, man. Like, I know, sure. right? That's, that's quote. It's so true. Yeah. So, Samantha, where can we find you? Where are you on the World Wide Web? I'm, um, my biggest platform would be Instagram. So it's seafit living. So it's S E E F I T and then living. Mm-hmm. It's not like the letter, but it's like the C. Yeah. I know. I'm always like, I need to do a play on my like actual business name. I never have done that. <laughs> and then it's Samantha Lander. Um, it's under seafit on Facebook. 
Okay. Or www.cfitpt.com. But I have a lot of free, like I put a lot of free health tips and stuff up on um, Instagram all the time. Yeah, you do. You have a lot of like infographics to help people. Um, And then you also have a free like 45 minute discovery call to help people. Like that's huge. Yeah. I love it. I I feel like I, it's like it, you know, it's like chairing a meeting or helping someone keeps you sober. I feel like doing discovery calls keeps my health in line sort of too. Yeah. love hearing people's health journeys and their stories. Yeah. And then like how you can help them and educate them because you are such a wealth of knowledge. Yeah. I try yeah. to be. So. You are so humble. Yeah. <laughs> I, try, I try that too. <laughs> well, Samantha, thank you so, so much for your time, your knowledge and your experience. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm honored to be on. When you DM me, I was like, like, she finally noticed me. This is why I love having a podcast. You can see someone's Instagram highlight reel and not know a thing about their life and think that their life is just perfect or peachy keen. This is the point of having this podcast, is to have these honest, real conversations about where we came from and how we got to where we are now. As always, thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to rate, subscribe, and leave your feedback about the podcast. We love to hear your comments and suggestions. And of course, sharing is caring. If you know someone, a friend, family member, loved one, who needs to hear something in this podcast or any other of our episodes, Sharing is caring. Hit that share button and share the episode with them. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at a sober girl's guide and stay tuned because LA sober girls, we are coming to you in October 8th. We are doing a live podcast event and we love to have you as our guest head to a sobergirlsguide.com for more information or check us out on Instagram. We are posting updates all the time about our upcoming event. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.